lead her every day, living for messy action. This is the Lifestyle Leadership Podcast for women who want to be the best version of themselves while making an impact. And who are willing to take messy and perfect action to get there. I'm Jordan. And I'm Dr. Tay. And we are here to guide and empower you to lead yourself every day. Let's dive into today's episode. We recorded this episode in April of 2022. As we prepare to launch the episode, we are closing out the month of May, and last week our nation was shaken by a very horrific act of violence at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. The topic of this podcast is living in fear and ironically seems even more timely than when we originally thought back in April. We want to make sure we point out that what happened in Uvalde is still very fresh, and we understand that for many people, they are still in a period of processing and healing from what happened. During this episode, we talk about fear, its purpose in human nature, and how to work through fear, overcoming what you fear so you can continue living your life to its fullest potential. After what happened last week, there may be new or resurfaced fears, especially amongst teachers and parents of small children. The content in this podcast may really resonate with you and help you understand how to take these fears, unpack them, and begin the work to overcome them. And you may also not be ready for that yet. We want to remind you to protect your space and allow yourself that time to process and heal before you listen. Whenever you choose to listen, we hope this provides you a new understanding of how your brain works and the tools to help you live your days with more joy and less fear. All right, you guys, we are so happy that you're here today. We're going to talk about living in fear. Um, this is fun because it's actually a request from one of our followers. So please, please message us if you have something that you're walking through or something that you would really love to listen to or be encouraged, encouraged on. We would love to do some research and put together a podcast episode for that. Yeah. So this came up through one of our followers just asking, you know, what is something that you are struggling with in this season of life and this follower literally said one of the things she notices is she's often living in fear. And so we're going to talk about that, what that looks like today and how to become more aware of it and then give you some strategies so that you can start to apply them and live less in fear. So we're going to have three different points that we're going to go through. Um, and these will be tangible tips that you can take away. But before we do that, let's talk about what living in fear looks like, because this can be big or small. And that's one of our things generally about this podcast is we want to emphasize Any topic we share usually can apply in the everyday, the day-to-day, which is why this is the Lead Her Everyday podcast, and it also applies to kind of those big things. So let's dive in about living in fear and what that is. Just as a reminder, anything shared on our episodes are not clinical advice. Please talk to a qualified mental health professional if you are needing more support. Okay, so we both fear different things, right? And we both have our own... Um, maybe like foundational ways of coping with it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, because I think one of the things, yes, we have our fears. And the other thing is that everyone has their fears, right? If you say you don't have fears, that is not, that's not true. We're humans. We have fears. 
and there's different approaches to them. So broadly speaking, and then we're going to dive into an example. I tend to be more on the mindset side and trying to actually, you know, kind of rationalize my way through it, kind of look for evidence around my thoughts. Sometimes in the therapy world, we call this cognitive restructuring. This is not therapy, but the concept is still extremely, extremely helpful versus Jordan tends to lean more on her faith. So we are going to bring faith into this episode, keeping in mind that if you don't relate to the faith element, there will be other pieces that we talk about here. Yeah. And so like Taylor said, you know, there's big and small things that we all battle fear. It's literally like a human element of life. So one of the things that we talked about is family safety, right? And worrying about our loved ones. And Jordan has a family and has little kids that she is constantly worrying about, you know, are they going to be safe? Are they okay? And I don't have that. Like, I don't have little kids. I don't have a husband, but I still often worry like about my parents and my brother. And just first off, let's normalize that having these worries about their safety and about losing them, there is an element of this that can be normal. And sometimes it can go to that point of anxiety where it becomes more than what you typically would expect. And with my background, I do just have to say this because I think it's so, so important. Having anxiety is not a shameful thing. Um, So many people struggle with anxiety. More people than you probably realize have this challenge. And sometimes it rises to a level, a clinical level, where you may need help from a qualified mental health professional. So we're going to talk about fear broadly, um, keeping in mind, though, you may need outside support to kind of work through some of this. And that is okay. And we encourage you to do that. Yeah. And I think living in the power of and here is really important. I mean, as a believer, yes, I have a foundation of faith that I believe, you know, someone else is worrying for me. Someone else has my plan carved out and I don't have to worry. And I'm also a human being and a mother and a wife and I do worry, you know, and so as much as I don't want to, and, and, you know, pray not to, there's still like tangible tips that we're going to talk about that I use to not live in that zone of fear because it can throw off the impact that you're supposed to have in your day-to-day and then in the big things in life too. Absolutely. And so with me, when I have this kind of worry about my family, I often then think through the evidence like, Are they safe right now? Have I heard anything that they are not safe? You know, what is the likelihood that they're not safe right now or that something bad has happened and that I haven't heard? And so using that kind of evidence to be able to slow my brain down, it's not saying... I don't need to never worry about them, but what it's doing is it's stopping your brain. We're going to talk about this, but it stops your brain from jumping to the next what if by, you know, having something that you can root back to. Yeah. And fear in itself is like actually designed to keep us safe. Right. But Taylor was talking about, you know, the psychology behind fear. Fear is actually designed to keep the human body safe. So there are situations where fear is good, you know, fight or flight, don't talk to strangers, you know, like having that internal intrinsic, like voice can help you from danger, but there's a difference between like what is actually dangerous and what is perceived danger. And what are situations that like, you may just totally be 
I don't want to say making up in your head, but worrying about something that you don't really need to be worrying about because it literally changes your body when you're in that fight or flight fear mode. So we're going to talk about three tips for battling fear and working through it and not having to live in it. And keeping in mind, just because you said like in your head, one of the things that I would say is that your anxiety just is out of proportion to the situation, that your anxiety is greater than is necessary for that situation. So like Jordan was saying, this is something that it evolved naturally and it was intended to keep us safe. And so these dangerous situations, you would have high anxiety literally to be able to react. But what's happening with how our world is now, we are not literally fighting for our lives on a day-to-day basis. The situation itself isn't as big, but our anxiety is still really, really big. So it's out of proportion to the situation And this is where being able to be aware of that, um, which we're going to dive into now can be so helpful. And before we do, I just, we talk a little bit about like, we've talked about family safety. There's so many things, right? Family safety, world conflict, but the fear like, and the perceived danger and wanting to keep you safe also can relate to the smaller things in life that are still prohibiting us from like actually reaching our impact and following through on our goals. So whether it's, you know, elements of launching a business or um, sending an email, sending a text message that you don't want to send, having a conversation, like the danger, you know, I'm quoting, like the danger that your body thinks you're going to feel is not like an actual danger. And in those situations, like breaking through that fear cycle and moving out of your comfort zone is necessary to get to the next step. So whether you're struggling with fear on like a broad world level, life level, um, or whether you're struggling with like that day to day, I just need to learn how to get out of my comfort zone. Here's three tips for that. All right. So the first one is to break the pattern of the what ifs um, and being able to root yourself in the present. So when we're in that what if state, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if that? What if this? You know, what happens? One is those tend to build on each other. It's often we don't usually just think of one what if and then stop there. So it keeps snowballing. I talked about snowballing in another episode, but it keeps snowballing and adding up. And so what that does though, is it takes us so far into the future. We are thinking about what could happen in the future. And what we know is there is something happening right here in front of us. And so when we go to the what ifs, we're moving to the future. But when we spend too much time doing that, living in the future, we literally cannot live in the present in that, you know, right here, right now. And so the other side really quick, though, can be true, too, is that sometimes your worry and your fear can be about the past. So when you spend too much time thinking about the past, like maybe you're recapping like an argument that you had with a loved one, like over and over and over again, that's like a what if too, right? We call it rumination where you just keep thinking about it. It takes away from the present moment. And so being aware that when you're in that what if, again, that's also called catastrophe sometimes. So when we're in that, you know, catastrophizing mode or that rumination mode, we literally can't be present to what's right in front of us. So you might be thinking about something in the future and worrying about that or recapping the past. Maybe you're sitting in a meeting and then all of a sudden your boss calls on you and you're like, um, what? you know, or maybe you're recapping something or worrying about something and your kids are sitting there right there, 
you know, right there, you're supposed to be playing with them and you're, you're so occupied going kind of to that outside world that you're missing the moment right here and there. That is so good. And in order to break the cycle of what ifs, it sounds like to put into terms, what you're saying is like to break the cycle of what ifs, it's like, you have to focus on what you do have control on and what needs your attention in that moment. So right now we're in a heavy, um, heavy heart world situation. We've got, you know, conflict overseas. And what if that conflict came here, you know, as a mom and my father instilled in me at a very young age, he is a prepper for literally everything, camping trips, anything, you name it. And so it's literally in my blood to go down that what if and like worry and, and try and plan ahead. But you have to bring yourself back to like, what can you control right now? And what needs your attention right now? So whether it's a big scale, like, you know, safety, health of your family, or even like, I find myself putting my kids to bed and Taylor and I have a meeting at night, or I have a meeting with someone at night, or, you know, I want to, I really wanted to take a bubble bath and have a glass of wine or whatever it is. It's like, what if you don't go to bed? What if I can't get that you know, done? What if I can't get it taken care of? Am I going to stay up till midnight? Am I going to be tired? I mean, that's literally sometimes how my brain can work. But if you take away the what ifs and you say, what do I have control over in this moment? And what needs my attention right now? Well, I have control. I do not have control over if my child actually decides to fall asleep. Right. But what I do have control over is my temper and my intention and being with him and putting him to bed right now. And that is the task in front of me that needs my attention, I cannot go down the road of what ifs. Absolutely. Like even thinking about putting your son to bed, you know, sometimes we're in those what ifs or even the rumination of like, he already should have been asleep. Like, why isn't he asleep? We did everything, right? What it does is it actually distracts us. So it, it it's like you want to think about it, but then you're not taking care of the task of what could you be doing right in that moment to get him back in bed? You know, you're, you're spending time and energy actually focusing on what could happen or what's happened in the past. And it's literally sucking up that time and energy of what you could be doing right in front of you. So this kind of goes back to, um, our previous episodes, um, particularly episode one, where we talked about, you know, taking messy action and what is your next best step and your next best step is not thinking about it and thinking about everything that's gone wrong or what could have gone differently or what you're going to do tomorrow night it's literally like okay what does my son need right now how can i handle this right now and the other aspect of this which we'll get more into later but you're going to find so much more joy by being fully present in that moment. Joy actually lives in the present. It is the only place that joy can exist. Joy cannot exist in the past or the future. And so when we spend so much time in the past or future, we literally miss out on the joy in front of us. That is so good. So good. Okay. So breaking the patterns of the what ifs, focusing what you do have control over and what needs your attention right now. Second thing here is the concept of avoidance. So when we avoid things, it literally rewires our brain and our thoughts to say like, that is bad. We should fear that for a certain reason. Taylor has a really great example that she's going to share. 
Okay. So we're going to talk about driving over a bridge. Um, I want you to imagine like the Golden Gate Bridge. It's really high up off the water. You know, it's a really, really long bridge. And so if you are someone that is fearful of driving over bridges, maybe you're afraid of heights. Maybe you're afraid it's going to collapse. Maybe you're afraid of like, what if you get stuck on the bridge and there's no way off? Like there's so many reasons that you could fear it. So And I actually don't know if you're from San Francisco, you might laugh at me and be like, Taylor, this isn't even possible, but just, just go with my, my, you know, visualization here. So you need to go across the bridge, but say there is another route where it's like the long route to get around that you don't have to go over the Golden Gate Bridge. And so what you start to do because you fear this is you start to always take that long route. You literally plan it into your day. Like even though it takes you say 20 extra minutes, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to go over the bridge. So I'm going to take the long route. And what this is doing is you are actually avoiding going over the Golden Gate Bridge. And what that is doing in your brain is it's telling your brain that your thoughts are truly scary. It takes it from this place of just being perceived danger in your brain to basically you're giving your brain evidence to say this is real danger. Um, And again, our brains are hardwired to do this. It's actually a protective thing. And this is one of those situations, though, where the anxiety is much greater than the actual danger in the situation. And so by avoiding it, we're reinforcing in our brain that whatever that worry thought is, whatever that fear thought is, that it is true. And so then what happens is it's going to make it harder and harder to get over that bridge. Say there's something you have to do where you have to go over the bridge or you're running late, for example, it's going to feel so incredibly scary because time after time you've avoided it, you've gone around the bridge and now you actually have to do it. And so when we avoid it, it actually makes our anxiety bigger in the long term. We think like, well, it reduces my anxiety. I don't have to worry about whatever is going to happen on the bridge. True. It feels good in the short term, but in the long term, it actually makes your anxiety worse. And so one of the things with avoidance is actually them starting to take action, take small steps. And so you might not be able to right now here and there, like I could say, go drive over the bridge. And you're like, Taylor, I literally can't like, I'd be shaking. I can't. So you might have to take small steps to get there. For example, you might, you know, imagine yourself driving over the bridge, or you might watch videos of cars driving over the bridge, or you might actually have to go walk yourself over the bridge that that could, depending on your your worry, that could feel more scary, that could feel less scary, but you're taking small steps to start tackling whatever that fear is. And over time, what that's doing is it's providing evidence that goes against that worry or that fear thought. And that bridge can be anything in your life. We all have a bridge, right? And so as a business owner, um, I work with a a mentorship group of women. And so a lot of times their fear isn't like the fear of safety, right? But it's like the fear of social safety and the fear of like social acceptance. So it's like things like um, going live on Instagram, going live on Facebook when you're launching a business, like um, you know, getting the word out, talking to people about said business, doing a webinar, like there's big scale things, but the bridge is also like a metaphor for these smaller scale things in your life. Um, again, that maybe aren't health and safety of you and your family, but are like your social acceptance. So whatever this bridge is, 
these small pieces of action are going to breed the confidence that you need to go over it. So um, Taylor talked about just kind of like those baby steps. So identify what is that thing that you're avoiding in your life? Why does it make you fear? You know, what are you afraid of? And if your anxiety does not match the actual, you know, expected perceived outcome of what would happen, which nine times out of 10, it doesn't, then what are those small steps that you need to start moving forward? Um, Small bite-sized things basically is what you're doing. And the third thing here is like, what are you feeding your brain? Um, I think in the age of social media, this is so important and like so convicting for me personally, you know, what are you feeding your brain? Because you're always going to find evidence of what you, your perceived fear may be. Um, And so the way I like to think about this um, as like a tangible takeaway is what is the first thing that you do in the morning? You know, on that big fear scale, we're talking about global conflict. There was a period of time where Clay, my husband and I would literally wake up and the first thing we would do is check the news. And of course it was depressing and it was scary. Then I would go downstairs to cook my kids breakfast with like a heavy heart of like fear and not joy. And so that literally trickles throughout my entire day. Yes. What's happening can be scarier. It can be fearful, but you, um, you know, you, you have to find the evidence to make you impactful because you're going to be able to find evidence that makes you scared, but you're also going to be able to feel yourself that makes you joyful amidst the fear or that encourages you past your fear. So which one are you feeding yourself? That's really going to impact the trajectory of your day. And I always say like the trajectory of your morning is your day. The trajectory of your day is your night. The trajectory of your days compounds into the big impact that you are having on your family and your communities and your businesses. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, so good. And yeah, the reality is we're always going to find evidence. So thinking about what evidence you're choosing to take in, in your brain. Now, going back to the point of avoidance, just very quickly, we're not saying to avoid everything, but you're going to think about when you wake up in the morning, what is, what are you going to feed your brain? Like, how are you going to nourish your brain? You could choose to eat a donut in the morning, or you could choose to eat, I don't know, like a protein shake, you know, and that's your choice. You get to do that. But how are you going to feel throughout the day? The same thing is true of your brain. Um, And so it's not about avoiding. It's just about being intentional about when you start to consume some of that evidence um, becomes ultimately so, so important. So literally wake up and choose to read about accidents on bridges. Yeah. Wake up and check the traffic report and You know what I'm saying? I mean, so yeah. Or you could go into like listening to a podcast or meditate or something like that. One of the things I talk about generally is ultimately like we can start our day in go, go, go mentality. And that's going to keep us like on edge all day, or we can start our morning slowly and feed our brain with nourishing things. So that not only helps our mindset throughout the day, it helps our energy. It helps our perspective. It it just sets you up better throughout the day. We are almost done with this episode, but we want to leave you with tangible steps to apply this. We are all about taking messy action, and we would encourage you to embrace that with us. Here's this week's takeaway. Okay. So when it comes to messy action, we want you guys to take a small step in something that you've been avoiding and then remember to celebrate. So you're wiring your brain to remember that this is good. So we both have something that we're going to work towards too. 
Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to totally own. I don't know when this podcast is going to launch. It might actually be after tax season, but right now I am procrastinating my taxes like no other. I'm surprised I haven't gotten a text from my CPA being like, Taylor, where is everything? And some of it is I'm like working it up in my brain to be this big thing. Like, oh my gosh, it's going to take so long and it's so hard. And I do have business taxes. So it, it adds another layer with expenses and all of that. But what I decided literally until this morning, I was avoiding everything with it. I kept putting it on my to-do list every single day. But today I decided, you know, all I'm going to do right now is start my Excel sheet with my business expenses. I'm not going to worry about the, the rest. So I'm taking that small action and doing it this morning, I was like, why have I avoided this for so long? It's not that bad. Oh, I know. I feel you. When Taylor said hers was going to be taxes, I was like, oh, mine too. I need to do them. But you know, as we go through this conversation, one of the things that I have really been wanting to get back to is waking up a little bit earlier before my house so that I can have that quiet time um, with the baby waking up in the middle of the night. It's hard, but I just also use that as an excuse. I'm going to be so transparent because I could do it. So I am going to set my alarm literally just 30 minutes. I'm not going to do an hour. I'm not going to get up at five. I'm just going to do 30 minutes so I can have 30 minutes of me time before the kids wake up. So awesome. And Jordan is going to share this on our social media. She doesn't know this yet, but I'm going to tell her that she is for some accountability. Um, I'll let you know if my taxes get done. Again, I think this will air after tax season, but um, so we're going to show up and we're going to show examples of things we've been avoiding and taking action. And we encourage you to do the same. So go take that messy action when you do it. We would absolutely love if you share it on Instagram and tag us at leadher.everyday. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. We love when you share your imperfect but impactful progress with us on social media. We've linked our Instagram leadher.everyday in the show notes so you can tag us. Make sure you don't miss the next episode. Hit subscribe to stay up to date. See you next time.